Welcome to the Content Strategy Experts podcast brought to you by Scriptorium. Since 1997, Scriptorium has helped companies manage, structure, organize, and distribute content in an efficient way. In episode 27, we discuss the myth of uniqueness, or the we are special syndrome. Unique needs of published content are not always the best criteria for determining content processes. Hi, everybody. I'm Bill Swallow, and I'm the Director of Operations at Scriptorium. Today, I am here with Alan Pringle, who is the COO. Hello, everybody. So a common concern that we hear from companies is that they have a unique or very industry-specific need, and they need to have a very unique solution or industry-standard content strategy solution to support that need. While it's absolutely true that the content they deliver and how they deliver it may be unique or may need to be done in a very specific manner, do they necessarily need a custom content development solution or a custom workflow? Alan? Well, I'm going to be the consultant yet again in this podcast and say it depends. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's several aspects you have to look at, but there is one fundamental thing that pops into my mind immediately, and that is you shouldn't confuse the specificity or the uniqueness of your subject matter that you're working in or the types of delivery formats you have with the process for developing content. And one way to kind of illustrate this is you can use a typewriter, yes, a typewriter from the 20th century, or a word processing program if we want to update things uh, update things to the digital age. So you can use a typewriter or a word processing program to write a novel or to type out, type out the specifications for a product or create some marking literature or whatever. So that one tool can help you write the content for all of those different things. Now, you may need to present those different types of content in a different way, but at the core, you've still got this program or this device that helps you string together words to form sentences, paragraphs, and whatever else. Mm-hmm. So that's one way of looking at it. Very true. But when we get into the the whole we are special mindset, um, you know, what are some of the things that come into play that, that kind of cause that mindset and have people go down that road of, you know, we have, you know, we're, we're special, so we need this very special solution. Well, one of them, and we touched on, I touched on that just a few seconds ago, is uh, subject matter. You're writing about a very, very specific particular thing or, or subject matter. Uh, for example, you may be writing about um, very specific um finance-related information or legal information. Uh, in those cases, that, that is fairly specialized. Medical, that's another one, very specialized. That's one thing that can cause people to think we are unique. Another aspect, and you've kind of touched on this already too, I believe in your intro, is the delivery format, the output. What is the format that the content is going to be in? Um, sometimes there are very, very specific requirements Uh, And they may be driven by um, regulation, for example, that, um, for example, a PDF uh, must be laid out in a very particular manner manner for uh, nuclear uh, regulatory content. That's one example I can think of immediately. So you've got both the subject matter as one aspect 
and then the output format, what it kind of looks like, is another angle that can make people uh, think, oh, my stuff is, is too unique to use a, a standard process. Right. So in, in addition to having those specific formats and layouts uh, that are required of, you know, these regulatory agencies, um, you know, you probably also have a lot of cases where um, the content needs to be approved by certain uh, governmental authorities or um, industry authorities before it can be published uh, and so forth. So, you know, I can see how, you know, you do have you do fall into this mindset of, well, this content is very specific, very unique. And, you know, we can't just use anything off the shelf to produce it. So with that in mind, what are some of the things that um, I guess companies can start looking at on the content development side of things and the workflow and processes side that, you know, may be um, applicable to them, even though it's not necessarily an industry standard um, by their term? One way to approach these special needs or unique needs is, can this stuff be um, templatized? Can it be set up with, for example, structured content? So you are addressing those very specific needs the same way over and over again. It's easy to fall into this trap of, I am special, therefore I can, it's an anything goes kind of situation. It, it really is not. It, you need to be following things very specifically, especially if you're writing um, highly regulated content. There are very specific parameters that you need to follow. And one way to help enforce those parameters is to use templates, to use structure, and I'm sure there's some other ways too, but help, basically have technology help you uh, reinforce all of the things that you perceive that make uh, your content special and do it in a way that is as efficient and repeatable as possible. Right. And, and many times I do hear from companies that, you know, they, they, they're looking at what their competitors are doing with regard to uh, content development and content distribution. So they're looking at, um, you know, they're looking at their competitors and seeing, oh, they're all using this same system or they're all using this same uh, framework for developing their content. Therefore, we have to do that too. Um, and it might be a case where that, that system or that framework might be 10, 15, 20 years old and could be held together by duct tape and string on the IT side just to keep it running. Um, so at what point and in, in, in what ways should companies start looking to kind of sever themselves from these these older processes that may not hold up to modern needs? I think you've already laid out a pretty good case. I mean, it, money and time are very important, and I don't care what kind of organization you are. There are limits to how much money and how, you know, what the level of resources that you have. So at some point, when these processes become so custom, so manual, that it, it just becomes unsustainable. And there's also the angle, too, if you're talking about tools based on technology from 10, 15 years ago, what if a tool vendor goes out of business? What if they are acquired and a tool is discontinued? You don't want to be on the receiving end of, oh, this tool is going away, that being the thing that forces your hand. That, to me, and I know it happens, but 
I would prefer to be ahead of the curve and not be forced by, you know, tool going under to change my process. Very true, because, you know, you may have this special tool and maybe have some uh, rolling updates every once in a while from that company. But if those updates cease, then you run the risk of antiquating your own system um, as operating systems, uh, server demands, and, and other things start, you know, snowballing over time. You know, you might not be able to eventually run the software on a particular computer. Right. And the operating systems change. And now there's this whole divide uh, about, you know, hosted solutions, cloud-based solutions versus, you know, installed on-premise type solutions. So uh, that, that, that kind of throws another wrench into everything, too. And in the, and in the day of, uh, you know, increasingly distrib- distributed, te- geographically distributed teams, I can't quite get it out this morning for some reason, um, that plays into it, too. Uh, offices may not be, you know, as traditional as they used to be. Everybody's in one place. That also was going to play into this, you know, idea of specialness, uniqueness as well. Very true. So looking at um, the unique needs versus um, some of these system potential systems limitations over time, what are some of the things that uh, companies can start thinking about? And I know you had already mentioned that you know you could type either a novel or um, documentation on the same typewriter or the same word processor um, as an example. But what are some of the things that companies can start looking at uh, to kind of sever the notion between or sever, sever the notion that workflow must be unique because needs are unique? That That's a tougher question. And it really, th- this is where having a third party come in. Yeah, here we go. Hire a consultant. Yeah, we said it. Um, to have someone come in and help you look at things with the with a more objective point of view to help filter out the things that are more common to the content creation management and distribution process versus things that are indeed very specific to what that particular company or organization uh, is doing and and here's a good example of this that I'm thinking of in particular we have two clients one of whom is in the medical field and another is in the financial field. Both of these clients, they both have the subject matter experts who contribute content on a part-time basis. These are not professional content creators, professional authors. They are people who are subject matter experts in their respective fields and they offer information to these organizations and turn it in, for example, in a word processing document, a Word document. What's interesting to me is that even though both of these organizations are creating completely divergent, different content, one is very specifically medical, one's very much into the finance world, they still have the same exact problem of getting those Word documents from their subject matter experts into their publishing systems, which were also uh, pretty different for what it's worth. But they still had that same exact core nugget, that problem, and they're trying to figure out ways to, you know, integrate in that content that is coming in from these subject matter experts who do not want to be bothered with learning some high-end authoring tool. They're very comfortable with Word. That's what they're going to use 
And frankly, uh, these organizations don't want the subject matter experts, you know, their, their document processing skills are not what's important. It is their brain, their knowledge about the, their, the particular subjects. Right. So that, that's where I see um, an overlap that maybe these two organizations wouldn't have really thought about because why would you think about an accounting organization if you're in the medical field? And a consultant can help you kind of pinpoint those commonalities and say, you know what? Well, I know a company that addressed it this way. That's where the third-party viewpoint really comes in handy, I think. That's a good point. Um, and likewise, it's, it's not necessarily just being able to bring in that content that they're developing in, let's say, Microsoft Word or you know, sending it via email in an email message. Um but also, you also have the same problems, I think, regardless of what industry you're in with regard to qualitative assurance of the content and being able to do those reviews efficiently. Um, you also have the same problems when you start realizing that you have a lot of the same content and you know, you're duplicating it maybe 10 to 100 times throughout all your publications and discovering that they're not all exactly the same or when you need to make a change that you are suddenly making changes in a hundred different places. Um, you know, these, these issues definitely are not unique to any one particular type of company or industry or what have you. They're universal. They absolutely are. And I mean, you and I have been at this particular line of work for a very long time and it, it is always, it's interesting to me to see how such different, completely different industries have at the root identical challenges when it comes to maintaining their content. It, it, it really is, it can be surprising. So I guess to address some of the commonalities that are, are there, I think it probably is probably best for companies not to necessarily just look, I mean, we talked about, you know, the, the, the pitfalls of looking at tools first to, to formulate a solution, but I guess to take a step back and look at all of the, the workflows that are in place and all of the pain points that companies are, are facing before, you know, before even trying to figure out, okay, what tools, what systems, what publishing mechanisms do we need? Yeah, it can be very easy to think. You get so caught up in your own systems, your own processes, that it, it kind of insulates you into thinking that you're the only person facing these particular types of challenges. And I have really come up against with this but with someone doing uh, home repairs on my house. I'm having some bathrooms renovated right now. And the contractor I'm working with, he was explaining some of the challenges he has with estimating projects, working with more difficult clients and things like that. And here I'm thinking, we have the same job, basically. He's using, you know, physical tools, tools, saws, hammers, you know, tile saws, whatever. And I'm using more digital tools, but we are facing some of the same exact kinds of um, customer, customer challenges and issues so it made me realize, you know what, we're not that different. I'm not that special. Scriptorium is not that special. That sounds horrible. That's not very good marketing, is it? Alan's bathroom no. is not that special. Right, right. But, but it really has driven this, this whole kind of thing we're talking about home to me. 
it's easy to get caught up in your own stuff. And that's when having a third party come in can really help you a whole lot. And so you don't basically buy into your own hype. So no navel gazing. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, probably a pretty good place to leave it then. Uh, thank you, Alan. Sure. Thank you for listening to the Content Strategy Experts podcast brought to you by Scriptorium. For more information, please visit scriptorium.com or check the show notes for relevant links.